Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Well, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. I'm Matt Ford, and this, I'm delighted to say, is Chris Skull. Hello, Matt. Good to be back. Good to have you back. Um, something we didn't divulge on air, and this is uh, extra content for um, podcast subscribers, is the fact that you're wearing a lovely salmon pink jumper today. It's called fashion, guys. It's called fashion. Yeah. Now, when I pointed it out to you, that's what you said earlier, I think you perceived it as a, an attack, but I was genuinely in awe of... You, you jumper. Do you know what, actually? I saw... I got a mate who wore this jumper and, I, and everyone took the mick out of him. But then I was like, yeah, I took the mick out. And then I was like, where'd you get that? And then I went and bought it myself. So get in touch with us if you've got any <laughs> salmon pink clothing at R&R Football joining the discussion. It's kind of borderline flesh-coloured. Yeah. Are you going to wear that? For, so you're wearing a football shirt. Would you wear that out in public? Like, would you... you yeah, go to the nowhere, pub afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Wearing, nowhere near Nottingham Forest when they're playing. They're... I like to wear it during the show because I'm like, how often am yeah. I going to wear the Forest shirt other than like on holiday, at home? I don't wear it to the games. Yeah. So I'm like, if I'm on, if Forest are playing while I'm on and even if they're not, I, I think it's quite nice to just... Did the club send you it or did you buy it? I buy, I buy oh, it. Well, well, I bought no, it. I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I buy it. Fair, you know, fair play. Fair. Did you put the badges on yourself? Did you pay for the badges as well? They come with it. Uh, the Premier League patches. Uh, what, for it, like courtesy? Like if you buy that... Well, I mean, it's, they're not cheap, are they, football shirts? Yeah. But yeah. it does come as standard. Were you tempted to get a name on the back? On the third kit, I did. I got Worrell, number four, on the back. <laughs> and uh, he hasn't started for a while now. But anyway, let's not... It was your clothes we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. And it, I, I really like it. Oh, thanks. thanks. And is that a white T-shirt underneath? White or is that part yeah, of the... White T-shirt, the skating lovely. brand Huff. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Yeah, Liam. Producer Liam. Is it it cool? Down with the kids. Liam's the cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. You're cool as well. I'm probably the least cool. Liam's the coolest. You're second coolest. I'm third coolest. How do you? What's the process? Uh, Either TK Maxx, (laughs) Stitch Fix, (laughs) Christmas raiding charity bins. Just Amazon. Yeah. I'm not a. As you can tell, I'm not a fashion guy. (laughs) I just. I can't be bothered. I hate buying clothes. Do you know what the smartest I've ever seen you look? It was when you showed me the pictures of you visiting Jurassic World, which we'll talk about in a bit in the podcast. You, yeah. you, you've dressed up for it. You looked amazing. It's like last <laughs> night at the proms. <laughs> I didn't go in a tuxedo. Yeah, you looked a million bucks. Oh, thanks. Oh, cheers, mate. Okay. Do I usually look like... Yeah, you do. Yeah. <clears throat> I wouldn't say usually dress up. Well, actually, when you're doing when you're doing your comedy and all that, you, you put on a suit and that. Yeah. I actually think you overdress for that, to be honest. Oh, my God. You've done me at both ends here. <laughs> Crikey. Punched your fashion, in the face your and kicked up the bum. compass is all, like, you're constantly in a Bermuda Triangle of fashion. But I sometimes wear a polo shirt. You just think they don't yeah. look very good. Yeah. So what advice would you give me then, fashion-wise? I think, fa- I think dress like, you dress like every day you're going to Jurassic World. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so like yeah. long-sleeved yeah. shirt. I'd say that's your brand. Okay, yeah. Yeah. that's my brand. Yeah. More long-sleeved shirts. Yeah, I think so. Producer Liam? Not problem is, I get, I've got very high body temperature, so I like to wear <laughs> short sleeves. What do you mean you got high? I get very hot. I get hot quick <laughs> and I sweat. It's thing that you've it's self-diagnosed? It's my body. It's just the way my body works. I'm not making it up. My body's just so hot. <laughs> no, I don't mean like hot as in like sexy. I mean, temperature-wise, <laughs> I get very warm. Thermal sense. Yeah, I don't like having a sweaty back. It's a horrible <laughs> oh, feeling, God. isn't you, it? What you like in the summer? You hate the summer. I don't mind it if I've just got nothing to do. If I've got to travel and work in it, oh, it's God. dire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This country's not air-conditioned properly. Yeah. 
And you do like the studio, it's sub-zero, it's freezing in Keeps here. Keeps me awake. the jumper on the entire show. Well, exactly, you spent good money on that jumper. Yeah. You don't and want it just tossed it's aside. Working. It's working. Well, this has turned into something very different. <laughs> Enjoy the it's show. great show. Brace yourselves, it's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Sorry for the sound of falling masonry there. <laughs> Crystal <laughs> clattering around on Sorry. the other side of the office. What was that? I just dropped my phone, I think. <laughs> oh, man. It's this witty intro I'm about to do is on my phone. So that, you know, I was in preparation, was preparing. Fair dues. It's a big day of football and here to... I mean, you've really raised the stakes now. Is it worth that racket? We're about to find out. Here to preview a red-hot day of Premier League action, it's the red-hot Chris Skull. With Arctic Monkeys set to release their seventh studio album, The Car Next Week. Do me a favour. <laughs> and check out this little preview from the afternoon's Aww. fixtures. In our lunchtime kickoff, it's Leicester City versus Crystal Palace. The Foxes have lost eight of their first ten, but can they snap out of it against the Eagles? <laughs> so far, it's nil-nil. Twelve minutes left. Uh, elsewhere at 3pm in the Premier League, it's Fulham versus Bournemouth and Cottagers fans. Although you're trying not to listen, avert your ears and stare at the ground because the Cherries are on a seven-match unbeaten run at Craven Cottage, stretching back 30 years. Whoa. Also at 3pm, listen to this one, 40, Wolves will battle Nottingham Forest with rumours circulating that a certain ex-gaffer is set to make a shot return to Molyneux. Maybe they've been too busy being yours to fall for somebody new. <laughs> now they've thought it through, <laughs> crawling back to new. No. Oh, oh my word. Well, for Forrest, winless in six league games, satisfaction feels like a distant memory. 19th <laughs> place on five points. Are there some aces up Steve Cooper's sleeve? <laughs> we'll be keeping a close eye on events in the Midlands there. In the Championship, another 12.30 kickoff. Mid-table Luton are hosting promotion chasing QPR. And Luton and not shy of a spark. They're 2 0 up. Why are you singing the like That's Costello. how he sings. She at 3 p.m., top of the table, Sheffield United welcome Blackpool to Bramall Lane. Sheffield, that knows. But with two defeats <laughs> in their last two league games, the glitz and glamour has disappeared from the host form. No doubt, Blades fans will demand there better be a mirror ball <laughs> of a performance to reveal us their fortunes. Come on, 40. And in the week, the West Brom finally. <laughs> said Steve Brucey top marks for not trying so kind of you to bless us with your effortlessness we're grateful so strangely comforted I wonder will you be putting us under yes the relegation zone threatened and now managerless baggies travel away to fifth place Reading join us on Absolute Radio Matt Ford and Chris Gold just banging tunes and DJ sets on oh. dirty dance floors and dreams of naughtiness baby <laughs> Sculling, you know what? <laughs> That's Look. a good Alex Turner impression. It's not. Come on, dreams the nation agrees. You're doing him like a crooner. That's who he is now. It's like dreams of naughtiness. <laughs> it's more like that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's album Dirty one. Dirty dance floor. <laughs> I don't know, I've never tried doing it before. Go on, let's have a go. Dreams of naughtiness. Oh, dear, we need to vote who's got the best Alex Turner impression. Let's find out. I don't think we're producer Liam grimacing at the thought of putting that to a pleb aside. Uh, I just, firstly, superb. And, and uh, I, I, I find it more funny imagining someone who wasn't aware of any Arctic Monkeys songs yeah, tuning in, I think. If you haven't what listened to the last three albums, on? you'll be like, that, what is that impression? I think even if you have. <laughs> 
had a lovely day Monday, you know. Ooh, what oh, did yeah. you do? I went to the Jurassic World <laughs> exhibition at the Excel Centre. Don't you two look at me you like know, that. You're a bit old. You're on your own. No. Right. Well, my girlfriend, actually. <laughs> so it's cool, right? What's wrong with that? Is it not for kids? It, it's not for... It's for... For everyone. <laughs> That's why Jurassic World is, and Jurassic Park are such wonderful films. Do you, do you like Jurassic Park? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd go to like a little theme park. What, what's what's? That's the... what it's like. It's like a little theme park. So um, I thought it was going to be because the word exhibition to me suggests Roman coins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. or art. So I thought I wonder if it'll be memorabilia from the films. Oh, that'd be good. It's a mixture of puppets, animatronics. So it's like going to the zoo. But it's Jurassic Park. Oh, right. So they've got, like, handlers there. So it's actually quite funny. And they're like, oh, this is um, a baby bronchiosaur. Yeah. And, they, and, and then they're going to close, you... Stroke it with the back of their hand. So obviously I was, like, stroking it. Is that weird? <laughs> and they're going to you... And, and where are your kids? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's just me. <laughs> right. OK, we'll just stroke it gently. <laughs> um, it was... Co- I can't believe you don't think it was cool. But it does sound all right. It does sound... Was there a T-Rex? That's the big yes. thing, yeah? And it moves and it, like, <laughs> stuff goes wrong. And you're Is like, oh, big? my God. <laughs> and all that. No. Move, move, move. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's no. great. Really good fun. That sounds terrifying. I just love every Jurassic Park and Jurassic World Do they have the cars? No, you walk around it. OK. Um, and there are obviously, like, actors there playing Jurassic Park staff and stuff going... It's really... Yeah, I really no, enjoyed it. It sounds all right. Sounds I'm slightly right. sad that you two think you're... Well, think I'm sad, but also that you think you're cool for having not gone. <laughs> Do you know what? I watched The Lost World the other day. It's yes, the, the second sequel. Sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really takes the shine off Jurassic Park, doesn't it? No. What? No, it doesn't. <laughs> Why? You know, because With... Jurassic Park exists as a film. You can't take the shine off it. Yeah, can only be judged as its own thing. So you don't, you don't, you kind of disregard the Lost World from the franchise. I don't think it's that good. I don't think it's that bad. I think Jurassic Park Three is better for me. Jurassic World is a better sequel. <laughs> if you would ask me to rank the films, <laughs> I can't believe you don't want to go to the Jurassic World. It is so much fun. Is there a gift shop at the end? Of course there is. Did you get a lunchbox? No. <laughs> you know what? I was tempted to. <laughs> I'd have gone mad in there, but I had somewhere to be. So I, in a way, that helped. But. Is that, am I, is that childish, do you think? Yeah, it's not designed for adults, is it? Take a, like, you know, you're nearly 40, Matt. I don't want to... Yeah. I don't know how long... There's a little bit this. where you can brush away, um, like, the earth and find the bones and stuff. <laughs> I'll show you some of the pictures. I'm sure once I show you the pictures, you will think it's cool. OK. Um, there must be stuff that you do that's childish, that's still yeah. boyish. I, I've worked so that, You know what I did? It, like, started in the pandemic. I've got back into video games. I start, yeah, so I was like... Oh, now producer Liam's uh, nodding. He's absolutely loving you, it. How can you play computer games and have a go at me for going to Jurassic World? Well, Matt, Stop. computer games are unbelievable. I stopped, I reckon I stopped playing computer games around the Mega Drive era. Yeah. Uh, and then I didn't play computer games again for like 20 years. And then I jumped into a PlayStation 4 and then it, it was a world. It was so different. I started playing Red Dead Redemption 2, like a cowboy game. It's Matt. Hang on. I, I was used to like, remember Cannon Fodder? Yeah. I went from Cannon Fodder, Sensible Soccer, Endura like Super Racer, Mario. Altered Beast, yeah, like, Streets of Rage, Paperboy. Yeah, uh, Golden, a- Golden Axe. Yeah. The, li- the little fellow with the axe. Who's yeah. that guy? Uh, and then I didn't play games again for like, yeah, 25 years. And then the games now are unbelievable, Matt. You need to get a PlayStation. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not saying that they're not. You're saying it's a world. I went to Jurassic World <laughs> where I was actually yeah, face to face with these things. But that is sad. But when you can grab it, you can go to a, a saloon and like yeah, play, but... play cards and then go outside and nick yeah. someone's horse and ride off into the desert. 
But, okay, so a couple of things. One, you can't. You're playing it on screen. But I get that it's exciting. I actually went to Jurassic World. The beings yeah. were there around me. Real life is passe. Come on. But you're saying about immersive experiences, world. but I was actually there. I could reach out and touch these things. Yeah, but it's all about the metaverse now, Grandad. You need to, you need to get your VR headset on and join us kids, me and Liam, down here. I don't, here I don't want to know what producer Liam does that VR headset in he, his basement. He just said he hasn't watched Jurassic Park. All right. Well, I'm not sure he's got a pin. seen Jurassic Park. How can you miss? Can we have this as a, a texter in? Okay. What film have you not seen that is absolutely Great criminal? Idea. That is criminal. I have, yeah. I've seen all I three of them. Seen, no, I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. Okay, fair dues. You haven't seen Lord of the Rings. Gonna, You've not seen Jurassic Park. That's worse. Lord of the Rings? No. Until recently, I, I hadn't seen Zulu. <laughs> Denise has been in touch. I uh, said, I spent my birthday on Brighton Pier going on all the rides by myself as my partner didn't want to join me. Probably okay for a teenager, but I'm 47. I think that's cool. Uh, I, I did a similar thing. I went, I went, I went, I went on holiday to Dubai. <laughs> and there was a water park in the, in the hotel and my wife let me have like 30 minutes to just go on the water rides by myself. Great. But it was just me and like... Like a teenager running around with like, the little getting the ring and the families, and you're like just queuing on your own. Your speedos. Yeah, your speedos. <laughs> so, Denise, I feel your pain. I quite like um, going to the. Because, look, I often am on my own. Um, <laughs> because of my job. I, like, if you're on tour, you just go into towns on your own a lot of the time. When I went to South End on my own, I just like, walked on the seafront, got a bag of chips on my own, got an ice cream on my own, walked the pier on my own. Longest pier in Europe, I think. It is, it's very long. Yeah. It, it's quite nice, actually, once you get used to it. Our pier, should you be excited about piers anymore? Do you know what I mean? I think you get to walk out over the water, don't you? Yeah. Well, that's nice. It was a big thing. The Victorians loved it, didn't they? Is, it, is that... Yeah. They've named nothing else? Well, there'd be something at the end of it sometimes, like an arcade or <laughs> yeah, a But all there is now is a calf. Or if you're <laughs> like... Uh, like, little security things, I'll watch out this floorboard's broken. Like, that's basically what you go to the end of the pier to see these days. I think a calf's a great thing to have at the end of it. I can't think of anything more I'd want to see at the end of a pier. I often, on a pier, will think, oh, there's a calf at the end of this. <laughs> Another thing about piers, why are they always burning down? You think, you think they're, they're surrounded by water. Surely, they, of all the wood in the land, the pier would be the safest from burning down. Do you know what the worst piers in... <laughs> I was going to just really labour joke about piers, Corby. Um... Afternoon, boys. I've never seen James Bond, Star Wars, or Indiana Jones. I just don't see how you sail through life. Eleanor and Martin. I mean, I. do you know what? I don't like Star Wars. I realise I'm going to alienate a lot of people yeah, here. I'm with you. I find it, and I, people like it, that's fine. This is a subjective opinion. Producer Liam is worried about what I'm about to do. <laughs> I've, I've found every single Star Wars film deeply boring. <laughs> I know. It's do so, you agree? It's so nerdy. I hate the way it's accepted as popular culture. People go, Have you seen Rogue One? No, because I have a life. I like... <laughs> but also, like, everyone's like, Mmm, happy I am. You're like, Oh man, it's 2022. We can't keep going, These aren't the droids you're looking for. You're like, I know these references, I don't even like the films. <laughs> it's pervaded every single part of our life. It's not that, it's not, it's, I don't think it's that, I don't get it. I just don't get it. It's just not very good. I, at the time, if that sort of film had never been made before, I get why, if you're 12, when Star Wars comes out, you go, oh my God, wow. But in retrospect, you're like, what were those things? Ewoks, just those silly bears? That's stupid. The, the, just those the silly little bears. I find them really annoying. The, of the original trilogy, you're just like, what is this? What is this? Little furry fellas, like, having a party. <laughs> <laughs> also, Darth Vader is not scary. 
Oh, yeah, he's a bit scared. <laughs> when he takes off his hat, you're like, what is it? <laughs> I would like... He's not Brunel. Yeah. He's got that little hat thing. He's like, oh, God, what is that? Egg, like an egg face, man. <laughs> he was scary without the mask. Yeah, he's scary without the mask. Isn't it with Darth Vader? Quite... He's scary without the mask. <sighs> if you want to intimidate people, take the hat off. The mask! The hat! Oh, it keeps him, yeah, it does keep him alive. Yeah, wasn't wearing like a bobble hat, was it? Like a beanie. <laughs> what sort of hat? Was, I don't even want to say, I don't even care what hat Darth Vader. I don't know why we're discussing this so deeply on Rock and Roll. If you do like Star Wars, we're sorry, but I got slagged off for liking Jurassic World. So yeah. I'm just. I'm yeah, just, just giving a bit back. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. I remember what happened the last time you were in that do you remember these claims about David Bradley oh, and Studley? Yeah, yeah, Have yeah. we had any update on this? Yeah, well, David Bradley said he'd meet you for a drink, Liam. He did. He said, <laughs> next time, yeah, ne- yeah, yeah, again, again. So just no, to remind not, yeah, you. Was, yeah, remind everyone, Matt. Uh, producer Liam claimed to have seen or bought David Bradley a pint. David Bradley, the decorated actor from Game of Thrones, uh, the responder. I mean, he's basically been in everything. He's in Pinocchio that's coming out later this year. It's so many films, such an iconic actor. Producer Liam claims to have seen him in a pub in Sudley and bought him a pint. Chris, you know his daughter. Yeah, know his daughter. Yeah, And And she said Liam was full of it. And she spoke to David and said, have you ever been in Studley? He said, absolutely not. (laughs) Liam told me the pub that he went in. He went, I've never been in that pub in my life. Who Liam bought a drink for that day, we simply don't know. David Bradley has offered to meet you for a drink next time he's in Studley. So how can we do this and and get footage of it? I don't know. I think... I've, to be honest, I think we need to work around David's diary. Fair point. <laughs> so, I don't know. Wait, how often are you in Studley? Uh, every month. Every month. I think one Saturday after a show, we all go up and have a pint with David well, Bradley. Yeah, why why we should we show? miss out? Yeah, no. Christmas. Christmas drinks. Christmas drinks in Studley! Christmas drinks in Studley! <laughs> Christmas drinks in Studley! Can we do a live OB? A live OB from Studley? From live David from Bradley. a pub. Oh, Can wow. we? Can we get this signed up by management? No, that's not, I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> Wouldn't that be incredible? The one time, not like Wembley for the playoff final for the FA Cup or even the Euros. We just want to do it in a pub with some guy who's in everything. Be a good laugh, though, yeah, wouldn't I'm it? Yeah, I'm up for it. Coursing Glory Hunters, we're supporting Notts County. So let's go to Nottinghamshire with Chris Skull. Hello, welcome to Nottinghamshire, or Notts, as we call it around here. Lovely, uh, lovely. Do you want some Notts County facts? Please. Founded on the 25th of November 1862, it is, of course, the oldest professional association football club in the world, predating the football association itself, transcending football across football time. Very true. One more? They said yeah. they, were the found, they became one of the 12 founder members of the Football League in 1888. They're nicknamed the Magpies. They play in black and white, the colour of their home strip, hence the Magpies. Also famously... <laughs> Okay. What? What, the magpies, the colour of the home strip. They're called the magpies. Yeah. Yeah, it's something to me like Liz Truss, man. <laughs> Speak normally. What's the matter? Has everyone uh, become Liz Truss? She's rubbed off on you. Uh, of course, Notts County famously inspired Juventus to adopt the black and white stripes. Very true. Uh, they took the, the colours of their home kit in 1903, inspired by Notts County. The magpies. The mag- <laughs> and they're called the magpies. It's the same reason with Newcastle United. We also Is wear it? black and white. The Newcastle United are called the magpies. For no reason. Oh, that, they haven't got, they haven't got the magpies on the kit. When you read these facts, you just remind yourself, this is why they're the best team in Nottingham. Don't okay, you! Right. What are oh. you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Do you want some more Notts County facts or what? 
Yes. Yeah. After playing Why are you at... doing it so confrontationally? <laughs> After playing at different home grounds during their first 50 years. They even played at Trent Bridge. The club eventually moved to Meadow Lane in 1910 and remained there to this day. Have you ever been to Meadow Lane? With you. After a stag do, after Josh Whittacombe's stag do, the two of us drove oh, home. Yeah. And I was dropping you off in Nottingham. You took me on a little tour of Nottingham, including <laughs> to Meadow Lane. We drove down Meadow Lane. <laughs> a yeah, lovely, lovely trip down two of us. Meadow Lane. Um, <laughs> when I was growing up, they had the best pies in England. They were consistently voted the best pies in the Football League. Not County. Seriously. <laughs> can, can you believe that is not on my facts list? <laughs> Well, because you're just going off Wikipedia. You don't, you don't have the great oral tradition of the people of Nottingham. It's a superficial assessment of uh, Notts County. But um, they're obviously not in the Football League at well, the moment. I know, so they played league thing. football for 131 years, from 1888 to 2019, when they were relegated to the National League, where they sit now. <laughs> they had to take the, sound, the sign dance in the world's oldest Football League club, because they were no longer in oh, it. Oh, no. Very, very sad. But is this why they're good at pies? Because they've just had more than a century of practice. Good point. They were ahead of the curve. But yeah, they're also known as it. the pies, because they're magpies. Uh, of course. And they were good at pies. It's interesting. It's good so in a way, you know, give a team a label and they'll <laughs> they'll wear it. You're called the Hammers. The Hammers, the Irons. Yeah, and is there a, a history of steel in the area? Yeah, there? Thames Ironworks FC was the, origin, uh, the club's original state. I guess that's the other way around, isn't it? What do you mean? Well, it's not like you were called the Irons and then you became good at... Ironworks. The Ironworks came first. It was a shipbuilder, the football team. God, the I thought you'd said something else. <laughs> oh my God. No. Shipbuilders. I thought they were quite good. <laughs> Big goal in Scotland, Scully. Oh, 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 what? Forrest have oh, scored. Matt, no, you can't. Yes. Get in. You can't. No, hang on, hang on. James, no, no. James Forrest for Celtic oh. against Hibernian. <laughs> it's Celtic oh. 1, Hibernian 0. Oh. You. James Forrest you. on the score sheet. You, you can't. There we go. You there can't. we go. <laughs> Welcome to Rock and Roll Football. Now we've started. Oh. Now we've started. <laughs> Glory Hunters on Rock and Roll Football. There have been a few goals in our Glory Hunters game, Scully. This is terrible. On, our, on my BBC News screen page, it wasn't updated in the Notts County game. And we've other just realised we've missed Broadcasters three. Yeah, are other, available, available, particularly in the commercial sector. <laughs> but we have noticed now there's been three goals in the Notts County game. Obviously, we're following Notts County as part yeah. of Glory Hunters. It's two, they're 2 1 down. They went oh, 1 0 no. down to Colville, they pulled it back to 1 1, they're now 2 1 down 23. Uh, 27 minutes on the clock now, and if I'm right, you'll now have to follow Colville. If they, if they follow through with this, I, I mean, I well, don't even know like what level they're following through. We are going to, we are going to be following. So if it stays like that, you're right. If Colville win next week, oh, we're wow. supporting a team in the Southern League Premier Division Central. <laughs> What's that like? The 15th tier of English football, is it? Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Erling Haaland, who people are absolutely obsessed with. Yeah. Given a number of interviews this week, he said two things that caught my eye. One, that his favourite food... Did you see what he told Gary Neville his favourite food was? No. Doner kebab meat pizza. Oh, I did see that, yes. But I think it was more that he wants to eat that yeah. rather than he eats that on the reg. Unless that's his secret. Like have spinach you ever had a... to Popeye. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that would be terrible. There must have been, like, teachers all over the country saying, please say you eat your greens and, like, your onions and stuff. Mums and dads going, don't say Donna meat pizza. Another thing that interview that blew my mind, he said his favourite band's Oasis. Did he? Yeah, and so what is he like? He's, like, 22. Yeah. And so they split up when he was 12. No, they've been longer. 2009 they split up. Yeah, so... Split up 13 years ago. So he must have been, like, eight, eight, seven or eight when they split yeah, up. Yeah, nine. 
So what's your problem? Why can't you no, like... I, just think it's I like Johnny Cash growing up. <laughs> is that a problem? I like Dire Straits. <laughs> no, I do. I do think it's really cool. But also, I was like, oh, that's quite interesting. Also, you say they asked him uh, his favourite footballer and he said, oh, aside from my dad... Which broke my little heart. Oh, Alfinger Harlander, oh, of course, played for Nottingham Forest, his first ever English club, uh, a hero. So we can only presume on some level, Erling has a, mind you, they pumped us 6-0 a few weeks ago, so <laughs> any respect he had for us was certainly not demonstrated. Um, he said he also used to idolise former Swansea striker, Michu. So he got a lot of interesting really? idols. Yeah, 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 isn't Michu. it? Yeah, who was your first idol or hero? Mad Dog Martin Allen. Now, now, oh, now, lovely. Now a, now a friend. Who went on to manage Notts County for a bit? He did. He did all kinds of like interesting managerial techniques. He used to make people swim in the sea and stuff like to warm up and yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mad dog by name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but did you have any? Because my first, the first band that I really liked were Eternal. <laughs> but what is the, Eternal. I just thought they were great. That Always and Forever album is excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I like. Do you remember? Was there a boy band called Nine Eleven? Nine Eleven was that a boy band? Nine One One. Nine One One. Yeah, I called him Nine Eleven. Was that Nine One One? That would have been the most macabre boy band name. Nine One One. Yeah, and it was long before. That was in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy no. band called Nine Eleven. Oh mate, <laughs> what what a lovely Is that what I just sweet said? Oh right. Oh yeah. In no, my you head. get it. Yeah, yeah there was A One yeah, okay. named right. after the. Um, Borderline motorway <laughs> from London to the north. Um, but, okay, so but what was your first? Like, what was the first thing you were into that, in retrospect, you're embarrassed by? Uh, do you know what? Like, first single I bought was Country House Blur. So uh, that's very embarrassing. I did. I'm sure. Do you know what? I think I probably bought the Mr. Blobby single. <laughs> I bought the I Power Rangers I one. definitely had it, yeah, Power Rangers That's as well. so that catchy. That went to number one. That went to number one, didn't it? Thanks to people like me <laughs> getting behind where real music mad. But the first single I bought was Mariah Carey, All I Want For Christmas Is You. Oh, It was 99p. That's it. It was a picture disc limited edition. That's a bargain. That's a bargain. Ladies and gentlemen, very excited. It's time now. Please give it up for the Half Time Entertainment. We are delighted, privileged to be joined by football broadcasting royalty, Bianca Westwood, who 10 years ago became the first ever female reporter on Soccer Saturday. Welcome to Rock and Roll Football. Oh, it's so lovely to join you guys here this afternoon. How are you both doing? Yeah, good. Ten, ten years! Ten years! I know. Ten years, can you believe it? I mean, on, on the one hand, it's flown by... On the other hand, it just seems like I've been doing it forever and it's a long time to be taking jabs from Jeff Selling, let me tell you. Well, the first female reporter to leave Soccer Saturday after 10 years, <laughs> Bianca Westwood. Well, it, I've been on Soccer Saturday. I've been working for the programme for 20 years. You can imagine. Yeah. Um, you would have thought I would look a lot worse than I actually do, but um, I'm, I'm ageing I'm aging not too bad, I think. You know what? I mean... You, for someone who's been on telly for a long time, you haven't aged at all. So what's the secret? Is it Elemis or do you have a Mediterranean diet? No, do you know what? I think it's the fresh air. I think it's standing think... on the gantry, being frozen, literally solid. <laughs> and I think it's just frozen my face. It's not both off, it's the cold air. So get yourself out there, people. <laughs> what's been the worst weather on the gantry? I've seen some amazing videos of you getting battered by the rain. What has been the worst day on a gantry for you, weather-wise? I think it has to be the the Dagenham Scunthorpe game because that was a shock. Nobody knew that was coming. 
Um, it was like that flipping hurricane in the eighties where nobody. <laughs> oh, with Michael me. Fish. Yeah, exactly. It was like you could have told me this was going to happen. And the thing is, at Dagenham, you're pitch side, so you you don't have any cover whatsoever. I was getting absolutely battered. I was swaying from side to side. The light was flashing on and off. I thought I was going to get electrocuted at one point. But, um, oh, my God. And the cameraman was stood there. My producer was saying to me, no, don't go anywhere. Stay where you are. And I was quite green then. I think probably now I say, yeah, I don't think so. But um, then I was so desperate to impress that uh, I just stayed there. And, and you know, the rest is history. That's that is the uh, the clip that everybody still brings up to me now. <laughs> you mentioned Jeff Stanley earlier. Obviously, uh, another titan of of sport broadcasting. I mean, yeah. when they when you two are teasing each other on air, is it is it all good natured or is there is sometimes genuine needle underneath it? Um, I can only speak for myself. Although sometimes Jeff has said a few things, and I thought, did he mean that? <laughs> <laughs> what like? Uh, oh, oh God, her again. I couldn't, I couldn't possibly, yeah. Whatever it might be, I don't know. He'll take the, the mick out of what I'm wearing or my age or the fact that I'm not very clever. What? You know, like, well, yeah, when I did an Oxford-Cambridge game once and, I, and the quip after that was something about, you know, she'd never been to university town or something like that. And <laughs> I then had to remind him that I'm the one with the degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honorary. yeah. This is honorary. Mine is actually real. So there you go, Shelley. <laughs> and what about some of the others then? Because um, obviously uh, there's been the lineup got refreshed over the years. Um, mm-hmm. uh, some people stayed, some people went. Um, we, have you ever sort of dabbled in theories on the internet? No, I, I see well clear of that. I, I'm actually, I think we've, we've been very well and truly warned um, lately that we really do need to watch what we say. So, you're a piece of furniture. I didn't say. I was going to say you're a piece of furniture. All right, Stella. You're, you're almost like a piece of furniture. You, you're going to be there for twenty years. Do you think you're going to stick around? It'd be great. I'd love. I can't imagine a soccer Saturday without you being on it. Thank you. I mean, that's very kind of you to say. But I think about it now. Like, do I really want to be pushing sixty climbing ladders? up into gantries, you know. But what about Martin Tyler? He's nearly 80. Uh, but he probably gets driven around. You know, he's in the Premier League. He does all the best stuff. He doesn't get sort of like left to the elements, whereas I'll be at South End in a tiny little hut in the corner. <laughs> I'm currently in a broom cupboard at Portman Road. Oh, mate. The glamour doesn't stretch to, to my part of the world, sadly. But, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. I do still... Really enjoy it. Maybe not on Boxing Day when everyone's sat home in the warm eating cold turkey sandwiches or New Year's Day hungover. But um, I do absolutely love it. I, I don't know how long I'll go on for. I might wait and see how long Jeff goes on for because, you know, he's my he's my partner in crime. So maybe when he goes, I'll go. I'll, I'll have to think about it. Well, and you also, you're developing a bit of a portfolio career now, Bianca, because when I had my second child, I'm actually stadium presenter at West Ham, Bianca came in, filled in for me, and let go yes. of a, a tremendous come-on-you-iron shout at the home of Football London Stadium. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I haven't been invited back since then, so... Uh... When you said about a portfolio career and your daughter, I thought you were going to say Bianca baptised her. <laughs> well, who knows? <laughs> Football reporting royalty. Many things. I can turn my hands to many things. I've now got a DIY account and I flip furniture. Yeah. Um, I'm really, I'm really into my renovations as well. So uh, maybe DIY SOS. They oh might, yeah. They might call me one of these days. You never know. Yeah. Because yeah, Dion Dublin that. does um, homes under the hammer, under doesn't the it? Under the hammer. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but there's some sort of like natural progression between football and uh, renovating houses. But <laughs> yeah. 
There is for me. I, I really love it, so maybe I'll, I'll go down that route. OK, and just on footballers' houses, I mean, I don't get to see that many footballers' houses, but it, would it be fair to say that footballers' houses these days are kind of like the, the cream... What am I thinking, like cream carpet, cream walls, or that sort of thing? Lots of glass and chrome? Or do you think footballers these days have better taste? Are, are they having exposed brick? Do some of them have oak panelled, maybe even a tartan carpet and a, and a cigar room? I think the older ones still have a lot of mock Tudor going on, especially... <laughs> yes! Yeah, t- Teddy Sheridan, I reckon, lives in a mock Tudor house. Yeah. Oh, have, you not seen, have you not seen his house? I drive past it a lot to get onto the M25. He's literally a stone throw from my house. It's called Camp Noon. Oh, I've heard that rumour. I've heard that rumour. Someone pointed it out. Someone pointed it out to me once. That's actually true. It's very big. It's white. It's got a massive door. It's kind of all kind of glass and grey, as you'd imagine. I mean, it's lovely. (laughs) And yes, it is called Camp Noon. And what what are your renovation tips then, uh, Bianca? Because I'm about to get a, a, a bathroom done and maybe a kitchen as well. I'm a big fan of exposed beams um old stuff mm-hmm. you know wood right. wood panel chesterfields basically i want i want my house to look basically like the sort of like inside the houses of parliament is that sad <laughs> or is that a growing trend that's really sad <laughs> there you go oh, oh my you god go. i can't believe i mean maybe it'll come back around in another 20 30 years but no oh. things are a lot more modern now i do my bathroom all over again i only did it two years ago okay. um, if i could have if I could afford it. If I was on Jeff Stilling's money, yeah. <laughs> I'd do it all over again. But uh, sadly, I've just got to stick with what I've got. Because what what happens is you do these things and you love it for a little while and then you just feel like it needs a freshen up and yeah. so you have to start all over again. Bianca, <laughs> this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, especially after such a, a milestone, such an important um, anniversary. We're all fans of you here at Rock and Roll Football and you're welcome back any time. Oh, thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's been brilliant talking to you. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and Roll Football. In honour of Erling Haaland uh, picking the former Swansea striker Michu as his idol, which seems... There's nothing wrong with Michu, obviously a very talented footballer, but when a god like Erling Haaland, you would expect his heroes to be like Maradona, Pele. Less niche. Exactly. Or maybe that's it. Have you got any niche heroes? Yeah, I mean, my, my hero, Martin Allen, is niche. Yeah, but... He's involved... Did he ever play for West Ham? Yeah, he played for West Ham for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that sort of makes sense. That makes kind of makes but sense. But in a way, it's like non-West Ham. But I don't think Martin Allen ever permeated popular culture. I don't bet most listeners here will go, Martin Allen, Martin Allen. Oh. If Martin Allen's listening... Um, yes, but I guess it's more like one's not... That's football-related, isn't it? And you're yeah. a football fan. Did you have idols in other areas of life? Timmy Mallet. Mallet. Mallet's Mallet. Probably. Mallet's Mallet. Wasn't that great? Whackaday. Blah. <laughs> it was so silly. Yeah. Whackaday. I met Timmy Mallet once. What? At Butlins. Whoa. Which and one? And there was, uh, I don't know, I think, like in this day, my parents just seemed to let me loose. And there was like a Timmy Mallet <laughs> show. There was a Timmy Mallet show. And right. you could get Timmy Mallet's autograph if you um, if you bought some merchandise. But because I was alone, without, I didn't have any cash. I was like, well, I'll just join the queue and I'll try and get Timmy Mallet. Clever, clever. Uh, and Mallet's handlers didn't let, 
<laughs> didn't let me get his autograph because I hadn't bought any merch. I didn't buy no a little mallet. Yeah. You're kidding. I know. So I still, to this day, I don't have Timmy Mallet's autograph, but one day... If Mallet's handlers are listening, <laughs> hang your heads in shame. Do you think, in a way, that's what inspired you to go into showbiz as a revenge mission? Yeah, exactly, yeah. What I'm trying to do with this radio career is, yeah, to, to achieve more than Mallet ever did. And did Mallet's handlers have, like, a collective <laughs> name? Were they like... Yeah, the heavies. <laughs> Mallet Timmy and the heavies. <laughs> if you've met Timmy Mallet... Or his handlers... And what was he like? Did you, so he couldn't even say hi. Couldn't, he didn't even get close. Didn't even get close. Like Elvis, like at the peak of his fame. Like you just couldn't bigger. get. You couldn't get bigger. I think there was definitely a period where Mallet was bigger in this country than Elvis. Yeah, that was quite a big week, week for me at Bogner uh, Regis Butlins because I also met Cheryl Baker. What? From, How uh, close did you get to her? Not very close at all. She had a cookery show on at the time. Eggs and bacon. And I think I got a little book, a cookbook from Cheryl Baker. How old are you? You're going around buying, like, cookbooks. No, I didn't. I was handed out. It was free. Cheryl Baker handed it. I mean, look oh. at the difference in approach. Mallet. Mallet. Basically, pay yeah. as you play. And then... No, no, you mentioned Baker it. Baker, it away for free. Uh, Baker didn't have any security with her. She was just out among the people, handing out free cookbooks. And she is... And, uh, full respect to me, Mallet. Cheryl Baker is a Eurovision winner. Winner. Okay, let's just deal with this and get over quickly, please. I've never seen someone play like an air horn effect and look so sad at the same time. Molyneux, it's uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers, one Forest nil, I'm afraid. Oh, dear. Who scored? Uh, Ruben Neves' penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Fulham 2, Bournemouth 2 now, Mitrovic on Ooh! the score sheet. Uh, Craven Cottage 2-2 two, two there, Celtic still 3 nil up. Uh, Sheffield United 2, Blackpool 3 in quite an exciting championship game and Sunderland nil, Wigan Athletic 1 Lucy says uh, I met one half of the Proclaimers I'm not sure which one as I can't really remember <laughs> I mean it is quite hard to tell isn't it uh, you know what I've seen either one of them at various points I've been in Edinburgh during the first time I don't know which I don't know if I've seen both of them or just one of them at the same time uh, it says uh, I walked into a cafe uh, he walked into a cafe in Edinburgh that I was in I was 13 years old I burst into tears so I was a massive fan and he just went okay walked off oh, <laughs> okay oh a 13 year old i'm a massive fan all right <laughs> oh. that's not okay harsh harsh glory hunters on rock and roll football some good news for once oh goal at meadow lane there's 22 minutes left and it's notts county 2 colville 2 this could save the glory hunters feature do we know who scored for county yes Austin. Austin. <laughs> Presume that's his surname. I'm guessing so, yeah. It could be a first name, though, couldn't it? Um, now, we're talking about celebrities who've let you down. Someone here says, I once had the pleasure of bumping into Dennis Wise during his time as manager at Leicester. We boarded a train to find him in his cronies. <laughs> that's got cronies. A certain type of character has cronies, doesn't it? Do you think you've ever had or been described as someone else's crony? Uh, I hope not. I think I probably have, sadly. Uh, sat in our seats. We politely prompted him. I mean, it's a brave person. Goes, Sorry, I think you're I think you're sat in my seat. It's Dennis Wise. He shouted, where the flip? Am I supposed to sit? On the flipping floor? Not fussed, we replied, but we're sitting there. Oof, he stood his ground against Wisey. <laughs> and then he says that he ripped up a note with notes on a forthcoming match and stormed off down the train. I also bumped into Roman Polanski picking up his dog's excrement on a posh Paris street. I mean, I mean that is one end to the other, isn't it? Filmmaker in Paris, Dennis, <laughs> Dennis Wise, Wise trained to Leicester. Wow. That is, uh... I would, if Dennis Wise was sat in my seat, I'd just go, oh, well, I'm, I'm leaving or I'm finding another seat. 
I don't think I'm going to mention it. You wouldn't... I think I'd take it's my chances with Dennis Wise really? now. Now he's a bit older, yeah. what, what are the rest of the crazy gang? Vinnie Jones? Not Vinnie Jones. Not da- Laurie Sanchez. <laughs> Dave Besson, I would. Even though he's bigger, I think he's friendlier. Yes. He I would think, understand the mistake. I think you could say, look, uh, he'd probably say, well, when I got on the reservation, wasn't on the thing. I said, well, look, on my... Um, ticket clearly says that's the seat. It is showing now as being reserved. I'm really sorry. But I'm sure there are. Do you know what, as well? I tell a little white line, go, you know the next carriage to the load of spare seats? <laughs> Get them out of there. Then once you're sat <laughs> yeah, down, what are you going to do lovely. physically eject me? It's my seat anyway. Call the guard. Nice one, mate. Glory hunters on the Rocky Road. Oh, football. my word, Scully. I, I think this is the most disastrous week for Glory Hunters ever. <laughs> so obviously, the feature is you follow a team until they lose. Yeah. Glory Hunters is about to take a dramatic turn. Following Notts County, <laughs> they're in the FA qualifying round. They are. Now 3-2 down to Colville, <gasps> four minutes to go. They're at home, Colville Town, who play in the Southern League Premier Division Central. <laughs> I don't even know what level of football this is, but the <laughs> show might be fine at Finna- Might have to follow Colville Town at the capacity of 2,000. This oh, is man. a disastrous turn of events. Then there's four minutes left here. The county fans on Twitter are losing their minds. <laughs> this is embarrassing, they're saying. Absolutely no strength in depth in our squad. Disaster. Colville Town, by the way, the capacity is 2,000. They can only seat 240 people. <laughs> There's what? 240 seats. This is the There's problem. There's more than this. that in the studio. This... <laughs> the problem is, is they've got, because they've had to play in a qualifying FA Cup round, this risk. It's basically snakes and ladders. This is... I, I can't see. Down. I can't see how you come back from this. Glory Hunters is going to be mired in deep non-league football for years because of today. Or because it's a cup game, they eventually play. Or if, if they lose in the league, that's the got problem. Well, they're third. They've got to go on a winning run. The third in the they're league. Third in the league. The next round of the cup, they might play a bigger team than County, and then we're back up. Snakes and ladders. This is crazy. But that's the thrill of Glory Hunters. That's why it's so captured the public imagination. <laughs> Nottingham Forest, by the way, we had a penalty away at Wolves and missed it. Oh, Brennan God, Johnson, who you'd back to score. And in Scotland, my word. Good Celtic, grief. good grief. Celtic 6, Hibernian oh. 1 now. Blimey, 6-1. Forest hat-trick. Sadly, not the real Forest, of course. Come on. Remain 1-0 down to Wolverhampton Wanderers. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. The seance of the living on Rock and Roll Football. Send us your questions and Matt Dyson will summon a spirit through the void to answer them. So, this week we've had an email from James. He's emailed at football at absoluteradio.co.uk. He'd like to see if Roy Hodgson can be contacted through the seance and if he has any advice on some save, on saving money during the cost of living crisis. I say Roy Hodgson could equally be any other Roy. Roy of the Rovers? Roy Castle? Has that ever come up? Roy? Well, we pick... It's the seance yeah. of the living. Oh, the lay, living. Roy so Roy, he's asking for Roy Hodgson. So let's see if, <laughs> let's see if Roy see. comes through. And what do you want Roy to ask? Heat saving. Saving or, some uh, money during the cost of living crisis. I've always been a very frugal man anyway. Um, never mind, uh, you know, uh, what they call it, inflation and uh, interest rates and all that. You know, I, I like to be frugal all year round, Chris, you know. 
Uh, I'm not one of these people that's, uh, you know, uh, spaffing their money away. Um, and then when prices get high, I go, oh, I've got to restrict my spending. I'll restrict my spending all year round. You've got to build up a war chest just in case. No, I don't think I personally will go to war, as a matter of speaking, you know, common power to phrase, if you like. Um, so, money-saving tips, here we go. Um, uh, buy home brand uh, tins, which I do anyway, you know. I think they'll pretty much taste the same. You know, spaghetti hoops. I mean, you know, you might marginally be able to tell the difference. But for me, I like uh, home brand, um, quick save home brand spaghetti hoops. Oh, again, you know, think of the bread that you're having your spaghetti hoops on. Once you've doused it in spaghetti hoops, it doesn't matter if it's posh bread, does it? It's all disintegrated anyway. So, that's my tip for that. Um, big jumpers. Um... For staying warm, what I do is I just jog around the bed a bit, I work up a sweat, I do stall jumps, and then I rub myself. <laughs> rub myself with a blanket. So I'm creating static electricity. So what I do, I jump around, I get sweated, then I rub myself with a blanket like that, and go, ooh, carpet burns. Burn yourself, basically, with a carpet, and then you, you start having sunburn, but during the winter, it really is quite... I mean, it's terrible. I don't recommend that, actually, because it's like uh, Bethy's skin. You know, then you have to go to the doctors, you have to buy an ointment, uh, Sudoquem or something like that, and then you end up fishing out more, you know. So don't, don't break the... Uh, don't break the dermis, uh, as the club doctor would have said back in the day. Can, can I say, like, I don't think associate Roy, Ho- Roy Hodgson with kind of money saving, given that you spent seven and a half million on Nathan Blake and your black, Blackburn Rovers. I day. thought you might say that. I, I know you like your satirical points, and I was ready for this uh, <laughs> uh, interrogation. Um, that was my money, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, that was the Cubs' money. You know, you you want to give me seven million quid spend over the winter? Oh, I have all the radiators on, mate. Oh, I have them on full bar. I invite them on man. If it's other people's money, don't you worry. I'll, I'll find ways to spend it on my son. But when it's my own money, star jumps <laughs> and burn yourself on the carpet. And that's how I do it. Rock and roll football. Podcast done. Do you think polo shirts suit me? Yes, polo shirts. I think, yeah. You know, Something with a collar. How would you describe that shirt you're wearing at Jurassic World? It's like a... Long like sleeve lumberjack, Like a lumber just checked lumberjacky yeah, shirt, yeah, yeah, yeah. but with kind of tartan green. Yeah, yeah Smart yeah, yeah. jeans, tailored jeans. Yeah. Trainers, was that? I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah, Trainers, yeah. 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 I think that's your look. That's okay. your brand. Okay. So... Whereas my brand, coral sweatshirts, tight black jeans, you, Yeezys. You're definitely more like contemporary, big, yeah. bold colours, bright. Yeah. More sort of modern. I'm, the, I'm basically Coldplay. Yeah, sort of denying your age is an element, <laughs> yeah. I think, of the way you're... Coldplay. You're yeah. dressing too young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big bright bomber jackets. you, I would say, are like uh, maybe an 80s band slightly over the hill and you're like, are these cool anymore? You know what I mean? Like one of those big prog rock acts, like Genesis. <laughs> Like Genesis, where you're like, are they cool? Or are they just for like granddads? Oh, That's man, your dress sense. No, no, no. And like, at one sense, it was really progressive, your dress sense. And then now it's just like, oh, is that. It was, of, was it of its time? I just wear a polo shirt, polo shirt and jeans. Yeah. Why is that so bad? A, short sleeve polo shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I get hot. I get to, hot, man. What about the time we went on? We were on holiday in uh, Italy. We, yeah. we went for a wedding together. And, yeah. like, I remember, but coming turning up by the pool, you were already there, and I turned up, and you had like, like Kevin, like you know what Kevin and Perry wears in holidays, <laughs> like cartoon, cartoon uh, swimming trunks, like big old silly flip flops. <laughs> 
like a, a novelty sh- button-up shirt that was undone. I was like, "What are you trying? What? You've got the attire for this pool all wrong." Do you think? Pe- do you think that was the common view? Was <laughs> that certainly. being whispered it behind de- my back? I, it, it de- I think I would definitely have raised it with my wife. Like, you see what Fordy's wearing over there. I can't believe I was being mocked at Is that it wedding. Fancy? Does he raise his fancy dress? This wedding. Wow. Oh, I'm gutted now. Yeah. Well, I think most people listening to this. I don't know so whether they'll agree with Matt me. Give Matt the feedback. Give yeah. Matt the feedback. Tweet me at R&R Football with yeah. your fashion Maybe next tips. time we're on, we could do a little vote. We could set out some outfits and people could... Great. The, yeah. Yeah. Mix and match. Ooh, that's <laughs> exciting, isn't it? <laughs> well, have a great week, Scully. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Matt. Pleasure. See you, t- see you soon. Bye. Bye.